Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to another hastily prepared edition of Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I'm still setting things up here, so just give me a second, Doghouse. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Dave what a disappointing finish. Win. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, just give me one second. Sorry, that was a very last minute yeah, no issue there with the walk-off, getting it in on time. So that's... Yeah, very, very disappointing Echoes of the the, the, the Zimmerman uh, playoff game from last year where Roark unfortunately came in in the 18th and gave up the solo shot. Yeah, we had I'm just all about the, the bad time. memories and callbacks tonight. Hasn't pitched since uh, July 4th, comes back out tonight, gives up a – gets the first two outs. Looks pretty sharp getting those first two outs, but left the slider up for Jonathan Scope. He hits a line drive home run out the left there. Orioles Park at Camden Yards explodes. A big win for the Orioles there. Nats took a 2-1 lead into the eighth, end up dropping a 3-2 decision to the Orioles. Yeah, well, you, you can't really be too confident in a 2-1 lead. Uh, Orioles Park, you know, nice as it is in its old tiny way, is is really kind of a bandbox, especially on a hot night like tonight. It, it's like like playing in uh, in Nash Park North. You know, there's there's really uh, no, no lead is too large there, uh, especially with those those weird ale rules where they get like an extra hitter and you hit off a tee or something. I, I still don't understand quite how that works. We had two catchers playing tonight. This, this was really confusing to me. I, I, I was hoping to watch a baseball game. But, yeah, I mean, this, this is, for, for all that we wail and gnash our teeth, and believe me, I wailed and gnashed my teeth about the one-run loss here. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's on the bats. You've got, you got to score more than this. In, in, a little, in a little band box like this, no lead is too big, but you can run up a pretty lead to a pretty big lead if you try. Uh, and with the, the depleted lineup that Nats are playing with tonight, boy, that's that's a pretty a pretty tough order. I'm glad that that's going to hit some point anyhow. Ten hits, two earned runs. They only managed two runs on the ten hits, so it's kind of rough. There, you're making your bullpen have to be perfect again, and Gio Gonzalez. Did all he could, gave up one run through six innings. We'll get to him in a minute, but just going through the uh, thinking by Matt Williams there at the end of the game, brings on Casey Jansen, gives up a single in the eighth with the Nats still up 2-1 to one at that point. Chris Parmalee with a bunt, uh, swinging bunt essentially reaches base. Gets, uh, Jansen gets a line drive out from Adam Jones. Matt Williams goes to the pen for Matt Thornton versus Matt Weeders, who has a 286 average against right-handers, 105 versus left-handers so far this season. So, of course, he doubles to right center there, 2-2 at that point to tie it up. The thinking on Matt Williams' part is right, and I, I think in this case, but doesn't work out for him this time. Uh, what do you think about Matt Williams' decision-making there? Are you happy with the decision and obviously unhappy with the result there? Matt Weeders ties it up in the eighth inning. Oh, very much unhappy with the result, but I, I think the thinking is dead on. 
he's uh, he's playing the matchups, which is what I've been screaming about all season. We've got a nine-man bullpen now. We don't have to worry about the pitcher spot coming up because of the T-ball league rules. So <laughs> play as many games as you want to. And he did there, and it didn't work out because baseball, it doesn't always work out, but it was the right move to make. I was a little worried when he brought uh, Aaron Barrett in in the seventh inning, fresh off the DL. Williams goes to him in a one-run game after a walk by Gio Gonzalez and Gonzalez's outing there. Also ends the national streak of 20 straight starts, uh, 20 straight games without with two walks or less. I can speak, I promise. But uh, back-to-back Ks after that, Barrett strikes out the first two, throws a wild pitch that moves up a runner in the process, but gets Manny Machado to pop out for the last out of the inning. 14 pitches, three outs for the Bear. Slider filthy off the DL tonight. Really solid outing by him before the rest of the net bullpen ended up blowing the lead and eventually the game. Yeah, I'll admit to being plenty nervous myself when Barrett came out, you know, first trip off the the DL in in a close game like that and fairly late with a man on. But it's against uh, it's against the bottom of the order, except for Machado, of course. And Matt's going to know better than than we do how his stuff looks, and it it looked good tonight. Uh, him him getting Machado to pop up there on the infield, I think, was uh, was even better than the two strikeouts he got before that. So it, it was it was good to see the, a solid performance out of Barrett there. Uh, it's it's just too bad that we needed what like five or six consecutive solid bullpen performances to to hold that game, and we only got two or three. So, you know, what, what, what can you do? The, the Bear ate us tonight. Yeah, there's not much you can do. The pitchers, for the most part, shut the Orioles' offense down. The O started the game with a 297 average on the year with runners in scoring position, second highest in Major League Baseball, 0 for 5 after Barrett batting in the uh, – Seventh inning, 0 for 7 on the night. You can't ask for much more than the pitchers, except for maybe a bit better pitch from uh, Tanner Roark on that slider that he left up in the zone. But overall, the bullpen with another solid outing. Gio Gonzalez with another uh, solid start, which we'll get to the details of that in a moment. But basically, what you said earlier, you can't rely on this, uh, you know, a two-run lead and a game in an AL park, and especially one like Orioles Park at Camden Yards where. You can hit a line drive like that out over the left field wall. Uh, well, we had we had this game. The loss part of the game basically came down to two mistake pitches that turned into solo shots. I mean, then the mistake yeah. that that Geo gave up that's out anywhere. But uh, the 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 losing losing run that was that was a cheapie. In in a lot of other ballparks, that gets caught for the third out. Uh, or, or at least it's a double off the wall and you get another chance to make the last out. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just tough. The situation that the Nats are in, you're not going to be able to score a lot of runs because your lineup is, is so, wow. We, we got Escobar back, so I guess we can celebrate that. But, boy, still missing a lot of big pieces, important pieces for the Nats right now. So you, you can't even afford those two mistakes. Uh, because the the pieces you have right now just can't capitalize easily enough on the mistakes that uh, that the other team is going to make, and they're going to make mistakes. But if you don't have the guys who, uh, who can really punish them, well, that that doesn't help. Gio Gonzalez, as we mentioned, took the mound six and four on the year, a four one six ERA, three one six FIP, three point three five walks per nine, seven point nine two K per nine, and eighty eight in the third innings pitched, two thirds innings pitched. 
held opposing hitters to a 274, 346, 398 line over that first, uh, whatever, 16 starts so far this year. Back-to-back wins in his last two outings, two walks, one earned run, and 14 innings pitch coming into tonight's game. Held hitters to a 188, 220, 271 line over that stretch. Three scoreless to start, but the first pitch of the fourth ends up in the left field seats, just left a change up up for Adam Jones, lined it out there. 74 pitches in four innings, a leadoff walk in the seventh ends his outing, but he's given up just two earned run in his last inning pitch, last 20 innings pitch, I should say. Six innings tonight, six hits, one run, three walks, five Ks, ended up throwing 106 pitches, a solid outing by Gio Gonzalez, and really nice way for him to end the first half. He didn't get the win tonight. Obviously, the Nationals blew his lead and then blew the game, but really a nice way for Gio to kind of end the first half after he got off to a shaky start this season. No, a, a solid outing and a, a better outing, I think, than than some of the peripherals look like. You know, nine base runners over six innings, that's that's not the greatest, but only one of them got in, and that was on a solo shot. So Gio had people on every inning, but he was scattering the base runners. The, the Orioles weren't able to, you know, bunch up some hits and, and have a big inning. So, you know, for all that he didn't strike everyone out in that he had less than a strikeout per inning and that he gave up three walks, which you know, I'm shaking my fists here. You, you can't see it on the, on the Internet. But, uh, you know, had, had, had good results. You know, if you want to haul out the cliche about soldiering through when you don't have your best stuff, I think he only touched 92 a couple of times maybe. His fastball was sitting 91, and I think it was down in the high 80s by the sixth inning. So he, he certainly wasn't wasn't looking terribly fresh out there, but he was effective enough, and and soldiered his way through it. <laughs> Chris Tillman on the mound for the O's took the mound with a six start went unbeaten streak, four nine four ERA, two eighty five three twenty eight four forty seven line in thirty one innings over that stretch, four eight six ERA, two eighty four five thirty three five sixty seven line and sixteen and two thirds innings pitch against the Nats in his career. One hitter through four, but the Nats connect for four hits and two earned runs in the fifth. A double by Tyler Moore, RBI single by Michael A. Taylor, two to one at that point. He ends up going six innings, eight hits, two earned runs, one walk, six Ks. But the Nats bench players, once again, well, I guess Michael Taylor's not a bench player at this point, but he was supposed to be at the start of the season. (laughs) But Tyler Moore and Michael Taylor come up big there. Tyler Moore with an opposite field double to drive in the first run, and then Michael A. Taylor singles to left. A misplay by Nolan Reinhold in left field allows more to score from second, and that's take a lead there. So decent start by Tillman. He added breaking ball work and got Bryce Harper swinging a couple times. Looked decent on the mound, but the Nats finally got to him in the fifth there. Yeah, and if you look at his pitching line on the night, his peripherals were actually much stronger than Geo's, but he allowed nine base runners, although he had six strikeouts, you know, same, same as uh, Geo did nine runners in six innings, but he got hit for two runs. And if it weren't for Jose Lobaton hitting into double plays at every possible opportunity, you know, he probably would have given up more than two, you know, the Nets could have tagged him for three or four, uh, which could conceivably have led us to still ongoing baseball or, or dare I say it, even a win. But, uh, yeah, Tillman, solid outing. Um, the Nats didn't do a lot with him, but they had their chances. And to, tonight they, they couldn't capitalize because, you know, in spite of having two catchers in the lineup, they uh, really didn't have their, their heavy hitters available in there. 
while we're speaking about two catchers in the lineup, I'll go to the trivia question you're never going to answer in a million years. But the first part of it is what the blank is. What the blank is a DH for for bonus points. If you can tell me who the Nationals' first DH. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> ding ding ding. But if you for a bonus point, if you can tell me who the Nationals' first DH was, I'll let you take over the site completely and quit tonight. <laughs> 2005, uh, first game they played against the Blue Jays in the Rogers Center. They had their first DH. Uh, well, I, I have to guess Brad uh, Smaller Dunn Wilkerson. <laughs> it is not Brad Wilkerson. I had to look this one up because uh, I never would have guessed. Jeffrey Hammond was the first Nationals DH in D.C. baseball. Uh, <laughs> the, th- the third Ooh. version of D.C. baseball history. <laughs> exactly. Jeffrey Hammond got the DH role in their first game. So, Unfortunately for everyone, I stay in control of Federal Baseball for now. <laughs> Getting back oh, to gosh, tonight's game. <laughs> and the action, uh, before tonight's game, we got the news, fans of the DL, no structural damage, and his back has been acting up. He's DL'd retroactive to July 7th, so we'll miss less time than he normally would have if it was during the season. You know, not over the All-Star break and while they're playing games every day, you should be able to come back and just miss a four or five games, it looks like, so... Good news mostly for Denard's fan, but no structural damage. They're trying to let him rest and get those back spasms calmed down so Denard's fan can keep doing what he's been doing this season when he's healthy. Yeah, I think we all kind of saw this coming because, well, I don't know if this is fortunate or unfortunate. It seems like a lot of the Nets players are just getting these crazy injuries that just you need rest to heal them. You know, the, the oblique strains, the back problems, the, the, the quad injury, the way you get over it is you, you don't do anything for a while, you know, which which is frustrating because it's it's hard to stay fresh when the, the prescription is rest, so you don't further aggravate it. But uh, it, it's not a tear. It's not surgery. It's not something more severe. So good. Uh I guess the DL move means that, uh, you know, as you pointed out, it's, it's less of an impact because Span probably wasn't going to pay play between now and the break, but it means we miss him for a few games after the break. But, okay, we, we get uh, uh, Daifo up here to, to see if he can hit another towering uh, foul ball up into, uh, up into Section 310. <laughs> Uh, that is one shining accomplishment so far in the major leagues. Hopefully there will be more to come in his career. But um, Aaron Barrett back today, the other roster move, Jordan Zimmerman on the paternity list, even though he's apparently going to come back tomorrow and pitch against the Orioles after one day off. But there's been some chatter this weekend. A lot of people are starting to write their uh, pre-trade deadline posts about what people are looking for. Both Jim Bowden on ESPN, John Heyman on uh, CBS Sports talked about the Nationals being after back end of the bullpen arms. Heyman also mentioned asking about starters, but I'm not quite sure how that would work if they brought one in and everyone's healthy. But do you think they need those a uh, veteran back of the bullpen arm? Do you like them having Barrett and Trinan, uh, Roark in the back of the bullpen, all of them getting a little more experience going forward here and using them instead of going out there and trading for a veteran and bringing someone in? Well, you look at the bullpen, and you've got a lot of uh, a lot of younger guys, some with very electric stuff. Uh, you have Roark, probably one of the one of the more experienced guys there, next to next to, to Storen and Thornton. Except his stuff not quite so electric. Um, maybe you'd like 
someone more lights out, someone, uh, you know, a big name, uh, you know, you, you trade the entire farm system for a role as Chapman or something. But at, at this point, <laughs> I, I don't really see an improvement to make. You know, Carpenter is solid. He's going to be back. Uh, going into the stretch, all right, the bullpen's not outstanding, but it's not bad. It's not a big weakness. It's just uh, a weakness compared to uh, compared to the starting rotation. And at this point, it's it's certainly a strength compared to the lineup. So I, I, I think I, I'm I'm not as as canny or as well versed as as Rizzo is. So I'm sure he could pull some move that would surprise us, possibly even after the the trade deadline, like he did with Suzuki a few years ago. But uh, I, I see the bullpen as as good enough to get to, to get to the playoffs and and maybe even make some progress there. You know, not not yeah. guaranteed certainly, but. You know, people have done more with less. Yeah, I tend to agree. And then think to myself, yes, everyone also thought the rotation was plenty good before they went out and signed Max Scherzer, too. So not putting anything by yeah. Rizzo at this point. But but I do tend to agree that they have the arms back there. Hopefully by the over the next two months, they'll develop the maturity and the experience to go forward with what they got there. But I wouldn't be completely surprised to see Mike Rizzo go out and get something either. But as Dave and you have discussed in recent shows, a uh, uh, first baseman slash outfielder might be a better thing for the Nationals at this point if they're going to go out and get something. But we'll see what they do. 21 days to figure it out. 46 and 39 on the year after they drop their third straight. Two to the Reds, one to the O's now. Two more before the so-called first half of the season is over. Matt's Nightly is sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Hopefully by tomorrow they'll have gotten rid of this awful DH idea and they can play real baseball, but I don't think so. We'll see what happens Terrible. tomorrow night. I'll talk to you. Talk to you then. Go Nets. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.